the Lord likes friends. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Pastor Bill Johnson, and he's talking to us about how important it is to have a friendship with God, that God doesn't want to use us for ministry or for us to use Him for ministry, but He really wants an intimate, close relationship with you. Here's Bill. It's not that complicated. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. So it's really bizarre when God commands you to do something you can't do. It's a strange moment of awakening when you realize how incapable you are of doing what he said to do. But the real issue is we actually think we can do the rest of the Christian life. When the rest of the Christian life is equally impossible. The whole point is... It's our connection with the Spirit of God that makes it possible. See, it's difficult to expect the same fruit of the early church when we value a book they didn't have more than the Holy Spirit they did have. It's not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. No, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. But you've got to understand, you approach this book with this reverence. It is the Spirit of God that makes it living. Paul warned us. He said, the, the letter kills. How many wars have been fought with this book? Not just because of it. With the book. How many times do Christians chop off the ear of the opposing, the opponent, you know, with Scripture, wanting to prove themselves correct? You know, it's, it's, it's the Spirit of God that makes this thing come alive to where we actually have the privilege of the Word becoming flesh in us again, where we become the living illustration and manifestation of what God is saying. There are several things that we have to learn to do. The first is just the awareness of the Spirit of God, developing an intimacy with God that is not based on Him using us in ministry. It's not that He won't, it's just you you have a lid on where you can go. Because he can't trust you with too much because you'll think it's you. He wants to use this in ministry. So anyone who looks to him for that purpose will be used in ministry. There's just a lid. There's just a, there's just a limit to where you can go. <clears throat> but learning that dependency, relationship with the Holy Spirit, simply through friendship, actually will launch you in a greater dimension of the realm of miracles than it would if you were merely to seek him for miracles. It's, it's like if you had a, a friend who was famous, and every time he came to your house, you went and told all your neighbor, neighbors, so they were seen knocking on the door and asking for autographs and peering through the windows. Pretty soon, that famous friend wouldn't come to your house anymore because he would realize you were using friendship with that person to gain favor with your neighbors. It's prostituting a relationship. And the Lord likes friends. It's stunning to me what he did for friends. It's stunning to me what he did for friends in in the Bible. David won such a place with him 
that God the Father decided to call his own son the son of David throughout eternity. How does a man win that place in the heart of the Father? That you so move the Father that he decides, I'm going to call my son the son of David forever. How is it that a Moses and an Abraham, when God is making decisions that affect the historic outcome of planet Earth, he expected them to come into the counsel of the Lord and to give their input? God says, I'm going to kill your people, Moses, that you led out of, Israel, out of Egypt. Moses says, wait, they're not my people, they're yours. And I didn't lead them out, you did. And God, in so many words, goes, yeah, you're right. Okay. But it was like, it was like he was expected to come in there and have, that, and have that engagement, engage with the Father. It's just that's what happens with friends. Now, servants aren't expected to do that. And you know the difference between a servant and a friend is servants are task-oriented. Their entire focus is on completing the list of assignments, the commands. <clears throat> Obedience is always important for the believer. <clears throat> but a friend just has a different motivation. The servant obtains his favor by what he does. A friend by the by the relationship. John 15, it says, <clears throat> a servant doesn't know what his master's doing. A servant doesn't have access to the inner workings, motivations, thoughts of the master. The implication is the friend does. So whereas the servant's main goal is to do whatever is said, the friend's main goal has to do with the heart of the friend their thoughts, their impressions. It's not meeting a quota. It's bringing a joy through friendship. Mike Bickle says it best. He says there's two kinds of people in the world, in the body of Christ. There's lovers and there's workers. And lovers will always get more work done than will workers. Lovers will actually have more done in the realm of obedience than a slave will. But it's only because they've tapped into another resource in their heart and that's what is available in the realms of passion and intimacy friendship so we have this assignment before us where our relationship with the Holy Spirit is so huge and out of that you know so many people fight for acceptance and, and they, they work they work to, to be accepted and to build an identity. They work. Their whole identity is built in their labors, in their Christian efforts of witnessing and praying and reading and doing all the things they're supposed to do. It's, it's they labor to get some sort of an identity and, and they, they're hoping as a result of that identity that they would be accepted. But the believer starts off accepted and that becomes our identity. And out of that comes our work, our labor. 
is different for the person that starts with friendship. One of the things that we've, <clears throat> that we've rehearsed, Chris talked to you a bit ago about uh, the testimony uh, table that we have over here in the resource room. It's a big deal. It's not just, uh, we're not just trying to get notches on the back of our Bible to see what's happened. We're, we know that the Lord's requiring us to steward the miraculous that happens and to record. And part of the reason is as long as I stay conscious of the God who invades the impossible, I will live under the influence of continuous anticipation for the supernatural interventions of God. I'm much less likely to be overwhelmed by something I didn't plan for. If I do not stay conscious of the God who invades the impossible, then I will reduce ministry to my ministry gifts. I'll reduce it to whatever talent and gift God has given me, and I'll call that ministry. And I don't care if you can sing, if you can lead, if you can preach, it doesn't matter what it is that you can do. You're a businessman, a school teacher, it doesn't make any difference to me. That gift is like a sail on a boat, it's useless without wind. We need the breath of God on who he's made us to be. There has to be the supernatural element with whatever it is that God has given us to do. The breath of the Almighty God is what empowers that which we can do. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. We take that which is natural, we, we get everything in order, we've done what we know to do in the natural, and then we anticipate the breath of God to come and to make that which is natural, supernatural, and then we give him all the glory for it. And just are thankful that he gave us, let us be in the room. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Bill Johnson, Friendship with God. You can also find out more information about him at bjm.org. Hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.